Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, welcome back to the show that critics around this great world of ours call, people listen to this? So yeah, thanks, thanks again for the stellar reviews. <laughs> um, anyways, welcome back to the show um, again, and let's start uh, this week without doing the checking in segment first. Let's go to advice, we did that first last time. Um, if you have any advice, comments, or questions or concerns, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And me and this squeaky chair will be able to answer any of your qu- questions. <laughs> um, all right, so the first one is a uh, person feels like she writes in, she says that I'm a fraud, not me specifically. <laughs> She didn't call in and say, you are a fraud. She didn't write in, rather, and say that. She said that she feels like she's a fraud. She doesn't know how to change. And uh, she said that um, she's struggling with her performance at work and doesn't feel like she measures up or is good enough and all that. Um, That's a common thing. It's the imposter syndrome. And I feel like, you know, a way to kind of think about it that could help is to think like, well, you got the job, right? So clearly people believe in you enough to do that. Um, and that should be what kind of keeps you going. It's like, no, I, I can handle this. I can do this. And then also, too, my advice would be just know that if you don't perform well, you could potentially lose everything you have. So that's that's something to think about. <laughs> just put it in the worst, uh, worst dramatic tenses ever. Um, and raise the stakes completely. Uh, But yeah, so that's what I'd say about that. Uh, Another question coming in this week was, a husband won't set boundaries with his abusive sister. And the wife wants to know, you know, she said that she's been staying out of it, but she wants to tell her sister-in-law, enough's enough and stop it. Um, Listen, I think you do confront her, but I think you do it in the most crunchy way possible, like at her birthday party. (laughs) Just bring all the most insane drama you can to that birthday party. Um, no, I think the biggest, you know, you hear me say this week after week after week, but it's that um, going and uh, um, it's that, excuse me, uh, phone call. No big deal. Humble brag. Um, but I think it's that thing of, you know, and I say this week after week, it's actually communicating and talking to somebody that you have an issue with. And I think she might not even know that. That's the thing. You tend to think that people always are aware of what they're doing, but sometimes they just get so used to doing something that they don't even think that what they're doing could potentially rub somebody the wrong way. So it's good to just kind of, you know, do it in a gentle way at first, I think. Um, let's see. Another one was, um, oh, this one is a woman wants to know, actually this couple wants to know how they basically both of their parents and their elderly moms, they're getting old and it's time for them to take care of them, but they want to move one of the moms in, but not the other one. Um, and they didn't say why specifically. I would just assume that one of them probably really needs the care more. Um, and maybe the other one is capable of taking care of, of him or herself. But um, they wanted to know, how can, you, how can we explain to one mother that only the other one is welcome to move in with them 
when she needs their care. So that also leads me to believe maybe there's some other extenuating circumstances as well that they don't want the other uh, family member in. But I think you just say, you know, you go, Ma? Ma, wake up. Wake up, Ma. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Well, I guess it is, yeah, in the middle of the night. Um, I just wanted to let you know that we love you. But we love you a little bit less than the in-laws. Okay, night-night. Night-night now. Go night-night. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, again, it's that whole just being truthful and honest and just saying, like, you know, we only have the capacity for one person in the house at this point, um, if that's the case. And, and yeah, she should be able to respect that. And then maybe it's one of those things where if at another point, you know, space opens up, then, you know, you're more than welcome to come in. One of those types of things. And I think she would understand. He or she should understand that. Alright, from there, let's go on to some movies. So we'll give you some movie reviews of the week. Um, let's see, let's start with, I actually revisited some classics, uh, classics to me, on uh, the old digital video disc, DVD, nerd alert. Um, but was anyways, I was checking out a couple old ones that there was, including, I don't know, can you hear those birds out there? Uh, nature. What you don't see is that I'm just like crammed in the middle of house to house to house and then like street traffic on every side of me. Beautiful nature. <laughs> I'm surprised that the birds sound so majestic right now. Sounds like I'm in Jurassic Park. Um, but anyways, okay, back to the movie reviews. Focus, man, focus. Um, so I revisited some classics, like I was saying, and one of them was uh, Bordello of Blood. So obviously, you know, I love horror. So a lot of my reviews in movies that I tend to gravitate towards are horror. So I decided to revisit this one, Bordello of Blood. Now, of the Tales of the Crypt movies, Tales from the Crypt, you know, Demon Knight, Bordello, and Ritual, um, I like Bordello of Blood, I think, the most. I like Dennis Miller just being in a starring role. I feel like that just didn't really happen. So the fact that that was in this movie... I think it's just perfect. He's he's perfect for this type of schlocky horror movie. And uh, I really thought it was great. And I was doing some research on it. He apparently got paid a million dollars for the role, which I don't I don't know. I don't know if you see I don't know if that translates to the screen, but it's still really good and he's hilarious and I think his comedy is just perfect in this in this movie. So definitely worth a revisit if you haven't seen that. And just over the top, gory, violence, just good times all around. Um, also a movie that I hadn't seen since I was a little guy and I guess I'd built it up in my head as this super violent over the top movie, but it's Cobra, Sylvester Stallone's Cobra, which he wrote and it is, it's great. It's, uh, George Cosmatos directed it and Bridget Nielsen stars alongside Mr. Stallone. They were married at, uh, at one point. 
But uh, I was reading some reviews on that too, and they were talking about how super violent it was at the time. And you watch it now and compare it to other things. Like I watched uh, Robert Rodriguez's um, Planet Terror earlier this week. And that movie in the first five minutes is more violent than the entirety of Cobra. But they're still both solid movies. And Cobra's, it's just great to see Stallone as an 80s LA cop. And of course, that, that 80s song, uh, Blood from the Stone, is on there. It's just, yeah, still a really awesome watch. Love that. So, Bordello of Blood and Cobra, out of a good or not good, I give a good, a resounding good. Um, other movie reviews this week I saw. I went to the theaters to go. I was just talking with this about, we um, were with someone about this, about how great it is to be back in theaters seeing movies. And it is. The whole experience, just sitting down in that dark auditorium and just slamming your face full of buttery popcorn goodness. It's just, it's perfect. Uh, so this week I saw, now I must confess, I have not seen the new Top Gun. And... I've been kind of avoiding it in a way because it's gotten like what 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. People love it. There's just it's rave after rave after rave. And usually, what happens for me is when some something comes along, a book, movie, music that everybody loves, I tend to not like it. And I don't know if it's just because of that, uh, which doesn't make it right by any means. But I was just like. I kind of have that a little bit with this. I even rewatched Top Gun this week to get prepped for the sequel. I will see it, but I've just been kind of avoiding it right now. But what I did see in theaters was I finally went and checked out Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is kind of a, you know, multiverse movie, but really deals with the multiverse all surrounding one family and the core of a family. And it was not what I was expecting. I hadn't read any reviews going into it. Uh, and I just knew that it was kind of a metaverse movie because Jamie Lee Curtis, a week or two weeks ago when Doctor Strange came out, or a few weeks now, uh, she was kind of blasting Doctor Strange, saying that this is the uh, multiverse movie you want to see, not Doctor Strange. Um, but it was great. It was really good. Jamie Lee Curtis is amazing and still just nailing every role. So I love that. Um, it was a little bit, I had built something up in my head as uh you know it being a little bit different but i'll still give that a good good or not good i'll give it a good um also i saw crimes of the future so crimes of the future is uh let's just say one of the most bizarre movies i've seen in a long time uh david cronenberg and it's one of those movies where you know yeah, it's good to see that he's just getting as creepy and staying as edgy as he was back in the day. Um, but it's it's still a little... I don't know. It, it's definitely... It messes with your mind. I think the visuals are great. I love that. But I was expecting just a little more of kind of his heyday Cronenberg movies. Um, but to see Cronenberg back in theaters, I love that. So I'm going to give that a good as well. So there you go. Four movies this week that I'm going to give all goods for, which I don't always do. So Bordello Blood, Cobra, Crimes of the Future, and Everything Everywhere All at Once.
All right, and from there, let's do uh, some entertainment news. These are some random entertainment news stories of the week. Let's start with uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. So the new fourth solo Thor movie is coming out very soon. Um, And that's cool. There's a bunch of different trailers that are awesome. I do have, I don't think I mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts, but one of the trailers that's got the Guns N' Roses song and it it was something about it. I was just like, what is it that I'm not like stoked on? And I think it's just because they use Guns N' Roses. Like that's one of the most overplayed songs, I feel like. It's a great song. Like I'll still listen to it when it's on the radio. But because it's so common, I was just like, oh, you know, is that why they did it? Because everyone loves that song. And it's like, you know, you you want a movie that kind of appeals to the masses. I don't know. I think they could have still done like a different song that ha- had a little that kind of hit a little different. I don't know. Maybe not. That's one of those things where it's very subjective to me. And I know that it's very nerdy and specific and it's like nobody, like so many other people would probably be like, ah, it's fine. But I I don't know. (laughs) I'm just one of those nerds where sometimes I can get in a nerd rage about things like that. Not that I am about this. It still looks super awesome. But uh, the news story about uh, this is that um, you can now buy tickets to the show um or you will be able to this coming monday so there you go you'll be able to buy tickets for thor and and i wondered because it's like a month away i wonder if they do that so they can just have those bragging rights of sold the most tickets before you know actual premiere date i don't know sometimes analytics means a lot to to movies so it could be one of those things um other interesting thing this week jason bateman it was announced that he left the movie artemis that's the apple tv plus film that starred scarlett johansson chris evans and bateman was set to direct so there you go and apparently they're saying it's creative differences that's what they're citing right now but um you know per deadline they were talking about Deadline News, they were talking about that Bateman and the production company still have plans to collaborate on a different project in the future. Um, That's if their visions will align again. So there you go with that. Um, That's pretty crazy. So Artemis was a pivotal moment, they're saying, of Apple TV+, Plus, which acquired the rights to the movie in a deal that was worth $100 million. Um, and the coveted feature film package is one of Apple's recent big ticket purchases. And the streamer also reportedly paid upwards of $200 million to acquire rights to Matthew Vaughn's Argyle and an untitled Formula One film starring Brad Pitt. So there you go. Also, so yeah, I was talking about trailers. A great trailer that I saw today that I'm fully on board with is the Rob Zombie reboot of The Monsters. And it is awesome. It is this super, you know, short teaser that's basically just kind of a send up of the original series opening credits. And it's got, you know, uh, the monsters kind of barreling through, um, you got through the front door, like the classic series would start. So it's all in black and white. You got that classic theme song going. And you got Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster, Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily Munster, and Daniel Roebuck as grandpa so check that out pretty awesome teaser and and of course you know rob zombie is very quick to say you know this isn't you're not gonna see a normal rob zombie movie here it's not gonna be like ultra violent 
monsters. It's going to be a family-friendly monsters. And that's fine. I'm on board for family-friendly horror movies. You know, Eli Roth did it and uh, with uh, the, the house with the clock in its walls. Um, yeah, so it can be done. It can be done very well. So I'm looking forward to this for sure. From there, we'll go to checking in. So checking in this week, um, and it's funny, I turned off the AC in the room while I'm recording the podcast, and it is like <laughs> a sauna to the nth degree. Um, but that's all right. You know what I mean? Because I, I got my lemonade here, and I'm uh, going to start a lemonade stand later. And it's going to be, it's going to be, everything's going to be okay. Uh, but besides that, you know, it does... Uh, cools down quite a bit so it's really not you know it's interesting because there's a they issued a heat advisory warning which i was like come on it's not that bad it's like yeah if you're gonna be in an enclosed room with no ac you're kind of asking for it to be bad but it's like when you walk outside it's pretty it's got a nice cool breeze it's fine everything's good you know um also this week i went to monster palooza i actually did that over the weekend it was awesome. It was the Pasadena Convention Center. This was a bunch of different horror uh, stars from different movies. You got uh, Scream. Pretty much, you know, the main cast members were there. Nev Campbell, uh, Matthew Lillard, Skeet Ulrich, um, Jamie Kennedy. So a lot of the a lot of the greats. You had uh, um, who's the guy? Kane Hodder, uh, Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. He was there. Um, and it was cool because I don't I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I saw him at the LAX airport, and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, should I ask for an interview? But or not an interview, ask for an autograph or you know a quick photo. But it's also like he that's how they make some of their money doing these conventions and getting that. So it's like I always feel weird doing that then, where it's like I know that they do those conventions for that reason, and then. You know, oh, actually, this is a good example of that. So I was walking down the you know convention halls, and you could see all the different vendors, and they had these really cool displays of horror um, icons and other kinds of horror creations that people have just come up with. Really cool, creepy stuff, like a cat with like three tongues and weird razor sharp teeth and all that, which is really cool. But I was walking down, and I saw Mark Dacascus, who was the bad guy from. I mean, he's been in everything, Iron Chef, and was the bad guy in uh, John Wick Three. Seemed like a really awesome guy, and I saw him walking from, you know, he was probably taking a break from his signing, and was walking through the through the halls, and somebody stopped him for a picture, an autograph, and I was kind of like, that's where I was like, you know, I mean, that's why he's here, is to do that, and that's like a source of income for him, and so like right after that, he was walking, and he, we made eye contact, and I think he was probably like, ah, uh, this dork's gonna ask me too <laughs> for an autograph, and I was like, uh, I was just like, couldn't have been more smooth and i was just like hey how's it going no i was just <laughs> just squeak no i was just like uh just like hey how are you and that was it you know what i mean like let him go about his daily business i'm not gonna harass him just seeing him and just saying hello was cool uh but tom savini was there as well a lot of cool people and it was just an interesting thing too like i was talking to you about these displays there's also people in cosplay 
And there was this woman dressed up like a blood-splattered bride, and her face was all kind of destroyed and crushed, what have you. The usual thing you see at these conventions. And as I rounded a corner, I see her talking to this little girl. I mean, young, like a few years old, you know, and she's old enough to talk, obviously. But um, And the little girl was just like waving and smiling. And this other girl, literally her face is just like torn apart and destroyed. And, but the little girl wasn't freaked out by it, which I thought was interesting and cool. You know what I mean? It was just, she was happy and waving to her. And the woman in the makeup was like, oh, there you go. You'll be just like me. And I assume she meant like, you you know, because that little girl was so happy and having fun that she'll be just like her when she grows up. Like she'll want to do cosplay and be a fan of horror and stuff like that. But I was hoping that like the kid didn't take it as like, You'll be just like me. You'll be. A, you'll end up like a crushed up corpse as well. Because <laughs> it was like that'd be a little ominous. That's a little creepy. All right, next, uh, some TV reviews and comic book reviews. Do a little combination platter of the two. Uh, first off, for comics, you know, a lot of good stuff coming out this week. Like, really good, solid comic book choices. Um, to name a few, you've got, let's see, um, you know, the Dark Crisis number one comes out this week. That is a solid issue. Um, Poison Ivy number one from DC. Um, I know I, I tend to mention DC a lot more, and if you're new to the podcast, I'm huge, huge DC fan. I like DC and Marvel, but love DC a little bit more. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond number two, also solid, solid issue. So there you go. Good ones to check out by that, um, from that DC banner. Uh, that Texas Blood, of course, number 14, still going strong. That's Image Comics. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Tom King's Batman Killing Time, number four. Really good. But uh, I went and revisited uh, some some ones that I hadn't had time to fully jump into. And that was Berserker, the Keanu Reeves comic book. That one, I had read the first couple issues and loved them. And then I ended up traveling for work and wasn't able to jump back into that series. But today, uh, I was able to catch up on those. And it is so good. Um such a solid series, so highly recommend checking out uh, all those if you haven't. Um, but yeah, there you go. And then 8 Billion Genies just came out fairly recently, a few weeks ago. Um, Charles Soule, Ryan Brown, um, really good. They did curse words. Um, I love it. It's all about if everybody on the earth all of a sudden had their own genie and they could get one wish. So every person on the planet had a genie and they could make one wish. And it kind of goes through like the good wishes and the bad wishes that people have. Um, like uh, the one, the image that really stands out to me is one that's a, like a, I can't, I don't remember who it is, but it's a, a kid at the dinner table and across from the parents. And there's like kind of dust where the parents were. And the kid had just finished in the thought bubble saying, I wish you guys didn't exist. And it was like, whoa. 
so powerful and crazy and then you have just like the silly things of like i want all the money in the world and all that but uh nice little blend of like super funny absurd and then really kind of intense um makes you think stuff so check that out um eight billion eight billion genies uh also i got to catch up on a righteous thirst for vengeance by rick remender i like rick remender books because they're dark and crazy uh, love scumbag love that book but uh, check out righteous thirst for vengeance if you haven't so there you go and then going quickly over to tv um wanted to tell you about a tv show that i think you should be on the lookout for and that's going to be on amc on june 12th and that's a show called dark winds so zon mclaren who's been in a bunch of different stuff he plays a uh a detective, Joe Leaphorn, a quiet and troubled police officer, and he's uh, discovering a or helping solve this hometown tragedy. And he's awesome. He's been in Reservation Dogs. He's been in Fargo. Um, oh, and what else was he in? Westworld. He was in at least two, if not all, the seasons of Westworld. But um, yeah, so it's basically it's a Navajo Nation setting in the seventies and. You know, that talks about, uh, you know, authentic indigenous customs. And, there, you know, this article that I was reading, too, is talking about how um, how it's just like, you know, it's full of, because I haven't seen any of the episodes myself, but it's full of suspense and a lot of jarring crimes and action, but that it's really, it's, it's full of a lot of good, intense, um, powerful acting as well. So it's not just a bunch of eye candy. So there you go. Check that out June 12th. Uh, Barry, the last couple episodes have been pretty solid. The, le- the most recent one got a little on the pretentious side, so it's kind of not fully into it, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, it might have just been the mood that I was in, too, so I got to give that another shot. But the episode before that, the 710 North episode, uh, is awesome. There's this huge chasing on, on bikes and uh, on a motorbike through the 710. That's crazy. And I was just in Anaheim, and I was driving up, and I was going to take the 710 North just to you know, relive that kind of that whole path from that episode, and then I took the wrong exit, <laughs> so I wasn't able to see it. But you know, that's a nerd problem, no big deal. Um, also, hacks. I don't know if I mentioned that I've uh, been watching the latest season. That's solid, really good. Um, Trapo is still doing great. Uh, Lincoln Lawyer. I liked it. It's like Goliath, that TV show, only lighter. Um, and then the offer. I don't think I've talked about the offer yet. The story behind the Godfather, really good. But there's some of the choices they make that I'm not totally sold on. Like the guy that plays Pacino, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if that's a good Pacino or not. And then same with Brando too. I don't know if Brando's is a really good. It, it's almost like two TV movie of the week type impression. I don't know. It'll probably grow on me, though. But the guy that plays uh, Robert Evans is killing it. I think it's a great Robert Evans. Uh, So there you go. Check that out. That's The Offer, and that's on Paramount+. Plus. All right, and finally, we'll end on some random news of the week. Some of my favorite news stories. 
One being, if you know the show and you know me personally, you know how much of a fan I am of Taco Bell. I love it. If I, if I could have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I probably would. Um, it'd probably be shorten my lifespan, but it would be it would taste good. <laughs> so is it worth it? I don't know. Um, but Taco Bell, their newest location, the new so it's basically they they want to do a bunch of these, but the first one that they're doing of these it's called Taco Bell Defy, and it opened Tuesday in a Minneapolis suburb. Yes. Um, and they're saying it's going to redefine drive-thrus as consumers know it. And I am stoked for that. Um, so basically, it is a kitchen on top of a two-story building. And orders are deliver- delivered via a vertical lift to their cars. So it's basically, you know, from the Taco Bell president, Mike Grams, he said, for decades, we've been committed to providing fast, safe, and friendly drive through experiences. Now we have a goal of creating a two-minute or less drive through experience uh, for customers. So there you go with that. So basically, it's, you know, reducing the amount of time that customers spend in the drive through um, In 2021, a survey said that the Taco Bell order takes an average of 268 seconds. That's four and a half minutes. But with Defy, they're going to cut that down to two minutes. That way, and this was also from, you know, Mike Grahams said, you know, it'll cut it down. And it's looking to shorten the process to two minutes or less thanks to the multiple drive-through lanes. That way, you can get the foods quicker to your big fat heads. Um, Not a direct quote from him. (laughs) But yeah, they talk about how each lane obviously has its own purpose you know one being just for like uh um delivery drivers uh one for people that order off of the taco bell app but uh but yeah there you go and they have a two-way so once you go through the normal traditional lane or the lane for traditional orders uh, they have a two-way audio and video technology that'll allow customers to talk to the team members that are located up on the top floor Um, i feel like people are going to take advantage of that I feel so bad for the late night partiers or, you know, because of the late night partiers, they're going to totally abuse that function. No, how can I take your order? Uh, can I get a Coors Light with that? No, you can't. Um, also, too, I wondered if they notice people that are hammered on the video. Do they have like, are they supposed to call the police? I mean, I feel like the police should just have a direct line hooked up to that particular restaurant. I think I heard, too, that it was going to be a 24-hour one. So, I don't know. That could be trouble. Or great for police that have to reach their quota. Uh, But there you go. So, that is going to be the new Taco Bell Defy, which I believe is in Brooklyn Park. Is in Brooklyn Park. Okay, cool. So, as a service just for this podcast, I'm going to take one for the team and try it out three to four times this weekend. And I'll let you know. I'll give you my review next week on Not Good. Um, oh, also, this is uh, interesting. Apple, the new iOS, the new update, iOS 16, is going to give you the ability to delete and edit messages after they've been sent. So there you go. That'll be interesting. I feel like this would be seen most noticeably on dating apps. You know what I mean? 
because it says that it'll probably give you a notification saying that uh, that it's either been yeah it says that uh, users will not be able to see a message once it's deleted but they'll likely be able to see that one has been deleted so yeah i feel like this will this will definitely be more most noticeable on dating apps when it's going to say like you know dirt bike lover 27's just deleted 18 photos at 3 a.m. Oh, I wonder what those were pictures of. Um, but yeah, or people are going to see that a message has been edited and then have a weird conversation the next day. It's like, no, 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 I always wanted to text you. You should go farm yourself. I'm like, what? I don't even like agriculture. Um, all right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking out another episode. Again, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com if you have any comments or concerns or questions. And uh, uh, again, special thanks to Nalo, the unis, for awesome music this week. We will see you guys in another week. And until then, I want you all to know I love you.